This is episode 150 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. I am so excited to talk to you today about what's on my heart. We haven't talked since last year. We're going to talk about believing in yourself and others. How can you do that in a powerful way? I am going to tell you four things to avoid, to make sure that you don't sabotage your belief in others. But before we do that, welcome. If you're new to this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or download so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you every single week. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome to the Focused Mindset Podcast. This is the one and only podcast where you can figure out how to sort out your life using the solution-focused approach. You may have heard about it in counseling, but guess what? You can have a mindset that's full of solutions rather than filled up with all of the problems that try and overwhelm us. I'm Cher Kretz. I am a solution-focused life coach and I'm a school counselor. Here, we discuss how you can be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Jump over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com to learn more about our products and services. But now let's get started. Hello, thank you for joining me on the Focused Mindset Podcast. This is my first podcast of 2023. So happy new year to those of you that are listening right now. It's been a great launch into the new year on my end. I've been able to have my mom over to stay for a while. And that's rare because she's not driving after a car accident she had back in 2019. And I just knew in my heart, man, she needs to come and spend some time at my house. When she uh, was able to drive, she used to come to our house all the time. And of course, when she came back to our house, she just settled right into being as comfortable as she ever was. And we've had some wonderful conversation. She is a prayer warrior. And she's told me some stories already, or retold me stories about um, when I would pray for my dog or I would sing praise songs while the workers were outside and they'd be looking up and scratching their head like, what's up with that girl? And I just love listening to my mom tell me stories. It reminds me that we should make sure that we remember positive stories about our kids and then retell them and keep them on the forefront of our mind. Um, I never get tired of hearing them, even if I know the ending in the middle, uh, how it starts. I love it when my mom's telling me little stories about my childhood. So we've had some precious time. Recovering from a serious car accident, it jolts you in many ways. So when I wrote 30 Days to Higher Hopes, she was one of the people that read through it. She gave me some great feedback um, from someone who's been in the trenches. So I want, want to shout out to my mom for making sure that she is my eyes and my ears as I move forward with the things that I feel that I'm called to do in my life, like writing. And if you haven't got a copy, jump over to Amazon. 30 Days to Higher Hopes is a perfect way to launch into the new year. 
because in that writing journal, I walk you through what I call the GPS life system of journaling. Um, It's a solution focused based, of course, solution focused, meaning that we are purposely putting our mind on the solutions that we believe are going to be in our future, that we're not choosing to focus on the problems. It's not to say that we don't acknowledge them. It's not to say that we don't know that they're there, but we say in these problems, where is the solution? You might've seen on my Instagram that I put a post before Christmas, find the solutions in this season. And this alone helps our mindset. In 30 Days to Higher Hopes, we talk about gathering the information without any judgment, the information on whatever you're thinking about doing or whatever's been burdening you. And then you plan with your preferred future in mind. You plan with purpose, with a a purpose-driven attitude, because we can just write out lists of things, but it's totally different when we've gathered all of our information about what we're interested in. Um, we've thought about our values. We've thought about the things that make us happy, the things that we're worried about and not ju- been judgmental about that. And then move into a planning phase that's more purposeful and more vision driven. And then we soar at GPS. S stands for soar. And that's what many of you are ready to do right now. January has come and we're ready to soar forward. And when we do, let's talk about um, the level of belief that we hold within our hearts, not only for ourselves, but for others. Specifically, when we think about believing in our kids, I think that it's something we need to be aware of how we're believing. Now, I think all of us say, of course, we believe in our child. Of course, we're there for them. Of course, we want the best for them. But there's different ways that we can uh, try to motivate or challenge or be there for our kids that can do sometimes more damage than good. So I thought of four different ways that we should avoid Uh, believing in our kids, if you will. One is avoid having tunnel vision when you're believing in them. Many times we have one purpose that we see, one vision that we see, one ending to the story. And if you're not careful with your child, you can begin to tailor make a story for your child, for their future, And forget that this is their journey. They are the adult in training and that they have their mind that is beginning to expand and grow and mold into their dreams and their future. I've watched some parents have such a tunnel vision for their child that it seems completely unacceptable when their child comes to them with another alternate version of success that doesn't line up with what they first thought. I know one parent um, came to me once and said, my child has wanted to be a doctor ever since she was three. That's all she's ever done. She has always wanted to be a doctor. Now, this child in high school um, was 
very stressed out in her science class. And she felt as though she was struggling so much. And in our counseling conversation, I asked her about the things that she's passionate about. And I learned that she was passionate about political science and that she wanted to make a difference for the Filipino communities. And she wanted to, uh, she, she dreamed of being a lawyer for that community. She was scared to death to tell her mom because all her mom saw her is in the medical field. Well, come to find out, her passion was so strong that she did finally decide that she was going to stand up and tell her mom, this is what I want to major in. Wasn't long after that, that her mom called me and said, where did she get this notion that she wants to major in college in political science? And I said, well, she is taking a political science class at the junior college. And she goes, well, that's just one of her general eds. I cannot believe this. We entered into a conversation about this. And by the end, she seemed to be somewhat okay with expanding her dream or vision of what she uh, saw her child. She thought, well, maybe she'll be in, in medicine law or something of that sort. Well, As soon as this child got the green light, this teenager, to begin to explore the political science that she wanted to, she began to write papers and she got them uh, published even. And she ended up getting offered a full ride scholarship to some of the highest, most prestigious colleges in political science. And she had her choice of what college she might go to not because she found her passion. It is entirely possible that we can pigeonhole our kids if we choose to believe in them because we're believing in our version of what success might be. You might see them being successful in a certain sport. It's not the sport that they're going to get into. Maybe they're more artistic and you're uh, stuck in another um, uh, also thing that they're gifted in. Along the way, as your kid grows and matures, be in tune with their vision for themselves. The more in tune they are with their values and who they were meant to be, the more they will find uh, uh, the levels of success that you want them to have. As a school counselor, that's my very first tip as far as believing in a child is avoid having tunnel vision. The second one is don't believe in them out of trying to simply protect them. I found myself falling into that quite a few times, even in the last week. You see, my daughter uh, plays volleyball, like you know, and now she wants to go snowboard. And I say, you know, I believe you're going to do great in volleyball. And what if you get hurt when you're on that mountain? And then you won't have a whole season to play. And my own wanting to protect her from something that hasn't even happened yet, for goodness sake, is sabotaging her growth, her fun. And I have to catch myself. And it is hard because it overpowers me. I want all of us to be mindful of believing in our child, but not to a point where we're trying to protect them from something that they don't need protecting from. We need to have faith and Uh, We need to have comfort in the fact that they're going to have fun. They're going to go places. They're going to do things. And it might make us feel uneasy rather than feeling like we want to protect them. 
Rather than that, cover them in prayer and send them on their way. Because I'll tell you what, you will be happy when you do. Because your child will have animosity towards you if you're stopping them from doing the things that they've always wanted to do, like say going to camp or experiences that they're meant to have in their life. And and in some cases, it can overwhelm us to the point that we stifle our children. So don't mask believing in them and actually you're just being overprotective. Now let's consider my third tip and that is be careful about believing in them and accidentally applying too much pressure on them. An unnecessary amount of stress is placed on our children's shoulders when we want the best for them, so we put the pressure on for them to achieve at the highest level, uh, feeling as though we want them to live up to their fullest potential. In order to do that, no, you have to sit, you have to finish all of this homework, you have to give, reach a higher standard than that. And, and even we can fall into saying, wait, you got an A? What about an A plus? Hold it, pump the brakes. And realize that your child needs to know that you believe in their success and you believe in them even if they're less than successful. Belief needs to be there 100% of the time, every single time that you say, I believe in you. I believe that when you fall, you're going to stand back up. I'm not going to uh, be so hard on you that you feel like if you let me down, then I don't love you anymore. Believe it or not, (laughs) we can put that subliminal message right out there to our child because if we're regularly letting them know that they have to meet a certain standard and then putting stress on them and pressure on them to do that, their mind says, the only way that I'm acceptable in my parents' eyes is if I reach that standard. That's not the intention that most parents want. They are just saying, hey, I want my child to do my best, their best. No one's going to help them do that but me. Find a balance there. Find a balance. Look for it. You can talk to your child as you grow up to say, you know, I know that you're capable of an A. What do you think you need in order to get an A? What do you think you need to do in order to reach that? If they give you some honest reasons why that A seems to be, for this example, out of reach, talk to them about it. Look at it with them. Try desperately not to show the signs of such a high level of disappointment that they feel as though they've done the ultimate of betrayal or something along these lines. Your love needs to be unconditional in these matters because failure is a part of life. And they can pick themselves up and they can thrive in the midst of failure. In fact, they can use their failure as a story towards how they grew, how they expanded, how they uh, moved into a person that they should be. If you teach them that that's what they can do through their failure. If it just stops at you failed and that's that punishment happens and disappointment, then you miss the lesson in that failure. Now, grades get more and more important as they grow up. 
And when they're in high school, it does make a difference as far as colleges and that kind of thing. So don't misunderstand me. I know that the children need to 100% understand what their GPA means, um, that they have standards that you expect them to follow depending on their level of ability. And I think that's healthy. But I think we can do that in a loving way, in a way that helps them take ownership of that success rather than living to please you. You can practice that from kindergarten on because you want them to be working hard from more of an internal flame, not because they're trying to live up to a standard that seems more and more impossible. That's when stress happens. That's when you can even fall into a fear-based tactic where you're applying pressure, applying pressure because you're scared they're going to fail. And the more scared you are that they're going to fail, the more pressure you apply. You can back up if you've gotten in that cycle and regroup this year to move in a different direction. The fourth thing to avoid is try not to believe in them by comparing Um, Now, there are some times when uh, comparison can be good um, when you're comparing them to people that you see wonderful qualities, then you also see those same wonderful qualities in your child. It can be an uplifting experience. But sometimes we can accidentally say things that make it seem like they're in competition with their brother or their sister, their, um, their aunts, their uncles, or what you were. When I was a child, I never, these type of comments fly out of our mouth before we even have time to catch them. And those type of comparisons does not help them feel like you're believing in them. It helps them feel like they're in competition. So as we move into a a new level of believing, and this same type of belief it goes for your students, it goes for even your spouse, Actually, each one of these things you could apply to yourself. We've talked many times about how the best way for us to be an example for our kids is applying these same things in our own life. I love it when I do uh, make a mistake in this manner and then my daughter will catch me. Um, if I happen to uh, compare myself, my, my daughter now <laughs> is the one that will be like, now, mom. You're, you're only in competition with yourself. And I'm like, yeah, she's heard that from someone. Hmm. I wonder who? Probably her mother. So uh, hold yourself to the same standard that you hope to be. Believe in yourself in a brand new way this year. Let's avoid tunnel vision. Let's avoid having one way that we expect it to turn out and everything else is wrong. Let's expand our mind Let's write down all the dreams and hopes. Let's have a vision board that's broad and beautiful. And secondly, let's avoid working from a place of trying to protect, protect so much that we limit them. Thirdly, let's not apply too much pressure that forms stress and habits of anxiety. And fourth, let's avoid comparison. Instead, let's have compassion and let's begin to understand each other and communicate in a way where people really do feel like they are appreciated, like that they're respected, that they really are 
um, somebody that's valued in the family. That's the way we believe in them. You know, we want to, to, we want to acknowledge hard times are going to come. Yes, we pray. And yes, we uh, hope. And yes, we believe. But all of our belief and prayers and hope does not take away the ups and downs of life. We need to embrace that life will be 50-50. Even in the best of times, one of the members of your family might begin to fall into a sad place or have something um, unbelievably sad happen to them with a friend at school or something that brings them to a dark place. We don't want to dismiss that. Rather, believing in yourself, in your loved ones, and in your children means that you believe that they are going to be able to get to the other side of any challenge. You know, my prayer is that when my children fall into challenges, that they will be the type of people that are resilient and know how to get to the other side, that they will have the ability to see beyond the problem that they're in and that they'll be able to rise above it and they'll have that internal dialogue that brings them through any challenge. When we believe a child is capable of that, then fear goes away because we can say, yes, you should apply to every one of these colleges. In our mind, we say, you know what? They have what it takes to deal with the rejection if they get it, but I'm not going to limit them. We have the ability to say, let's even expand that. Don't make it a problem for them to expand. Let's apply for these other colleges too. Let's visit those colleges too, right? This is the same for a sport, if you see that they are um, not doing so well in, I remember when my, my oldest daughter was in baseball, softball, I mean, <laughs> she was in softball and she was doing her darndest best and she was giving it her all. And I know my husband wanted her to do good in softball, but we finally had to turn and say, this isn't her sport. We need to find out what this, this girl is made of and what makes her tick. And that ended up being swimming. Partly because she doesn't really like a lot of uh, material on her. And then swimming is just, you know, swimming suit in the water. <laughs> and it was where she began to thrive as far as a sport. There's so many things for us to, um, to really explore as we are raising kids. And even as we are moving through our adult life, I would say that challenge your definition of how you believe. Think about your own thoughts, your own attitude, your internal dialogue towards change, towards new situations, and then give yourself a little personal challenge of what you might do to level that up. Leveling up isn't always comfortable, but it is so rewarding. So rewarding. So what are you going to level up with this week? I encourage you to journal about that before it leaves your mind. Before you go to bed tonight, 
take that time to just empty your mind out on your in your journal. Take the uh, the gathering stage of your writing and your planning stage and just let your mind open up and write. And when you read it back, you will find wisdom that you didn't even know was there based on the knowledge that you're hearing here, the knowledge, the internal wisdom. When you pray, pray with an open heart about these things and not tunnel vision. So with all of that, move into this week with strength and with confidence. And I know that you're going to make amazing choices. And don't forget to check out the show notes where I always put my socials and the things that you might want to, the ways that you might want to connect with me. Um, Technology is something that I have a love-hate relationship with. And I sent out to those of you that are on my email community for the Hope Notes, I sent out a nice little uh, notice and didn't realize that the company that I use went ahead and put in first name here rather than your first name. If any of you saw that, I just, I didn't know how to feel about it. When I saw it, I was like, yeah, sometimes technology. I love it. I hate it. I hated it that day. So those of you that get my hope notes, I hope you enjoyed my message and realize that each and every one of you are extremely important to me. You're going to get another message in the very near future. (laughs) And if I use the autofill, I will make sure that it has your name. I want each and every one of you to be able to take part in being in my hope notes community. I love sending out what's on my heart. It's part of what brings me joy as a coach. Um, I love school counseling. I love writing. I am blessed to be able to move towards my passion as I hope that you are too. But isn't it better when we do it in community? Isn't it better when you're able to get a little message from someone that's like-minded and then we're in this together? So hit the link in the show notes or go to my website, thefocusedmindset.com and you'll see several places where you could join our email community. You can also get a hold of me on my Instagram. That's share the focused mindset. And, um, and yeah, let's do this new year together. Happy new year. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.